This is J.D. Fascinetti, and you are listening to another exclusive podcast from Pituitary World News. In this brief podcast from our Musing series, Dr. Lewis Blevins talks about a case where a patient wanted to achieve a very specific lab result target. He discusses how the pituitary works and how lab studies work, and what makes aiming and achieving a very specific target is almost impossible. Here's Dr. Blevins. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Lewis Blevins, podcasting from Northern California. I had seen an interesting thing on uh, Facebook this week on the endocrinologist group that I follow where uh, an endocrinologist had related that a patient was frustrated because they wanted to nail down the TSH result. This was a patient with primary hypothyroidism, not pituitary disease, but uh, in that setting, we look at TSH levels in addition to T4 and T3 levels to pick out the right dose for thyroid hormones. So we're allowing the body's physiology as far as the negative feedback at the pituitary and the hypothalamus is concerned to help us decide on the dose. So in that setting where the pituitary works normally, we can take a look at the TSH and figure out whether we need to increase the dose or lower the dose, aiming for a TSH somewhere in the normal range, which is usually 0.5 to 4.5. Sometimes we aim to keep the TSH around 1.2 to 1.5. That's all fine and good, and I certainly practice that in the few patients that I have with primary hypothyroidism. Uh, but I think that one has to understand that with all laboratory tests in endocrinology, especially pituitary and its target glands, uh, that we're really looking for a gestalt or an approximate level. Uh, and expecting that your TSH is always going to be 1.3, for example, which is what this patient was aiming for is uh, is just going to drive you crazy uh, and your physician crazy because it's uh, unobtainable. It's not going to happen. And there are several reasons for this that get back to how the pituitary works and also how laboratory studies work. And of course, I want to remind those of you that have central hypothyroidism that we don't use your TSH. We always check it because I like to know where it is because it can provide some important clues to me in patients who are on treatment. Uh, but we tend not to to sweat the TSH because it's the T4 and the T3 level that matter. And where they are in the normal range matters to us according to how patients feel because we'll adjust the dose to move it in the normal range depending on the overall situation uh, and the lab results based on symptoms and signs and things like that. But um, uh, we still look for a gestalt there. We don't sweat it. We're not going to aim to have a, T, a T4 level of 1.2, for example. If it's between 1.0 and 1.4, that's probably okay. The reason we cannot uh, nail the uh, TSH or any lab result for that matter uh, is because of the way the normal range is designed. And that is that it's normal for a population, not an individual. So you may have a TSH that's four and that's normal for you. And if I tried to lower it to 1.2, 1.3, that may make you hyperthyroid. Um, or you may have a, 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 a TSH that's a, normally at 0.5, but if I tried to lower that or to raise that by giving you medicine to block your thyroid, that may make you hypothyroid. So 
you have to understand that everybody has their own little normal range, even though the normal range encompasses 95% of the normal population. Everybody has their own little normal range where they're supposed to be. And interestingly, in pituitary disease, we as physicians have to try to figure out where your normal range might be based on symptoms and signs and laboratory results uh, and other physical findings. But um, in patients who don't have pituitary disease, let's say you're treating testosterone, you can measure LH and FSH. If you're treating cortisol, you can sometimes look at ACTH, but that's not very relevant even. Uh, but the classic gold standard is when you're treating hypothyroidism, you can look at TSH. So just because the patient wants it at 1.3, that we don't know if that's the normal range. Maybe the patient has learned that that's where they feel best. But it's not always going to be 1.3, and that is for two separate really three separate reasons. One is all pituitary hormones are secreted in a pulsatile fashion. So I could check your TSH level 20 times during a day. I'll have 20 different results, even if you took your thyroid pill in the morning. Uh, and that's because TSH is secreted in pulses. It's usually secreted mostly at night, but also it pulses during the daytime. Uh, and um, What's probably more relevant is the TSH over the 24-hour period, but we can't do those tests. It's not worth it. It's not relevant. No physician's ever going to do that. Uh, but we know from research studies where it's been done that TSH pulses, uh, and there's going to be a mean TSH. Uh, but uh, generally speaking, as far as uh, looking at the TSH results are concerned, we look at the gestalt. It's sort of in the approximate range that variation is going to be seen. One of the other things that complicates matters, uh, I told you there were three. Uh, the second one is variable absorption. So thyroid hormone is absorbed differently from one day to the next. So your TSH may rise a little bit one day. It may be a little bit lower on the, the next day. Um, uh, another um, potentially confounding issue that can alter what we're trying to do with uh, thyroid hormone and measuring the TSH, for example, is the, the fact that these laboratory tests have variability. So I could take one tube of blood, measure your TSH 10 separate times, and get 10 different results. Uh, and, uh, and I could take that same tube of blood and measure it in 10 different laboratories and get 10 different results. And they're all going to vary. They can vary by as much as 10 to 20%, depending on where in the normal range that, uh, that level is. Some, sometimes at the extremes of the normal range, the variability is even much higher than that. This is called inter and intra-assay coefficients of variation. Uh, and uh, it, it's another one of the reasons, in addition to the ones that I've just mentioned, that we don't tend to sweat the details of, of a TSH result if we're giving you thyroid hormone or of a T4 result if we're giving you thyroxine. Uh, and um, the testosterone levels are going to do the same in men. They're going to vary estrogen levels in women. It's just the way the system works and the way our tests work uh, that uh, limit our uh, abilities. Well, I just thought of another uh, variable uh, for the thyroid hormone uh, treatments. Um, it, the, the variation in thyroid hormone in your pill uh, fortunately, with the different lots, there's, you know, every pill bottle you get from the pharmacy, even if it's, say, a 112 microgram dose of thyroxine, is going to have a different amount. The FDA allows 5% variance. So one day you may have uh, a, a pill that has about 120 micrograms in it. The next month you may have a pill that has a, about 105 micrograms in it. So 
even from month to month, there's going to be variability in the stated amount of thyroid hormone in the pill. And all of these things, that's four things total uh, that can contribute to the fact that when you take your pill every day, faithfully, same time, et cetera, et cetera, your results are going to vary because of these different things. And, uh, and, and this is why it makes no sense to try to nail, if you will, or target your laboratory results. As long as they're in the gestalt and you're feeling well, it's probably okay to see that variability. We see it all the time. Every, every patient I see, I see variation from one uh, visit to the next. And it's been this way for 35 years that uh, I've been a physician. So uh, my recommendation is recognize these are the facts. This is the way laboratory results in our bodies work and uh, the way the pharmaceutical products work and uh, don't sweat the, the fine details. As long as you're doing well, uh, don't obsess over the numbers. Well, that's all I had to say today. Uh, I hope you found this useful and um, try to learn as much as you can uh, as you uh, look at your laboratory results and uh, work with your physicians to try to optimize your medical care. Right, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. And a quick reminder to join us for Live Talk, our live program where you can join us to participate in one of our podcasts or to send us some ideas on the subjects that you would like to see covered. We go live every other Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific and you can get more details on the program by going to pituitaryworldnews.org. Thank you for listening.